Welcome to another episode of Opinions. I'm Steve and with me as always is Martin. Martin, welcome to the show. Evening, Steve. Um, each week we're going to be chatting about what's been going on in the industry, sharing our opinions and drinking beer. This week, though, is all about alcohol-free beer, which is uh, certainly a first for me. I'm not sure about you, mate, on this one. I've had one or two, but when I signed up for this show, Steve, this wasn't advertised. <laughs> no, it wasn't in the contract, No, was it? it definitely uh, wasn't. Uh, uh, oh. This is why Mark left. This is why Mark left. He knew this one was coming. Um, so, without further hesitation, we're going to get into beers straight away again this week, and we're going to get into the first... And, and I really do hesitate to refer to it as a beer. Um, this is Beck's Blue. Um, again, possibly a reason Mark saw this coming and decided he didn't want to be involved anymore. Um, reason we're doing this off the bat, though, is because when it comes to alcohol-free beers, at the moment, this is generally all that's available when you walk into a bar. Um, if you're looking for alcohol-free um, beer. There's there's not a lot of um, variety on offer, shall no, we No, definitely not. No, Bex Blue is, can be quite a staple in the fridge Yeah. if you do want to avoid alcohol. There's a, there's an aroma coming off of it that isn't pleasant. No. That, that was there the minute that I cracked the, the, the lid. Um, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> can understand why people don't want to drink it. Yeah. After, after taking a first sip. And we're, we're, I'm going to put this one down to that we're taking one for the for the team. We're, we're taking one for the listeners by drinking this so that they don't have to. No, don't do it. <laughs> uh, this is a government health warning. Do not have Bex Blue. I mean, it's got... I, I can't even believe I'm going to try and describe this beer. The aroma smells like cheese, um, straw... There's a little bit of grass in there. Yeah, there's almost like a little bit of... It's almost like I've got an off lemonade in my glass yeah. on the aroma. And on on the flavour front, there's absolutely no flavour to, to, to this beer. A bit of malt somewhere in there. Yeah. There's definitely no hops. But I'm guessing, to be fair, it's a long time since I've had a bottle of Beck's Standard. Yeah. That's probably not a great deal of difference. So maybe I'll have to revisit Beck's at some point to, to give it a proper, proper tasting. But... Yeah, even cold, this really isn't doing anything. It's not, is it? And I think what what we're going to do this week, we're going to we're going to go straight into opinions discussion because this this is kind of why we're we're starting off with with, with this particular beer. Um, and and the question that we asked you folks on 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 Twitter this week was alcohol free beers, and we're talking zero point five percent and below when we say alcohol free for them to be classed as alcohol free beers. Um, and we gave uh, a number of options to, to people. We said they they serve a purpose, never had a good one. What's the point or what's alcohol-free? Um, 213 votes this week uh, with over half, um, 54% of people saying that they serve a purpose. 25% um, of people said they've never had a good one. And 16% and saying what's the point of, of alcohol-free beers. Um, and then just, just some comments to, to back those up. Um, Miles Lambert, bit too uh, niche for small brewers to produce. Can't imagine there'd be a big seller, but if a brewery produced a stunning alcohol-free beer, would we all just give up alcohol? Um, which is an interesting question. Interesting. Uh, Joe Tyndall at Fatal Glass. Erdin, the Erdin at Dinger one is beery enough to satisfy a beer craving. 
when I'm not drinking for whatever reason, other soft drinks don't. Um, and that's something we're going to come to because that's we're going to be drinking that a little bit later. So because so we've got a range of um, alcohol-free beers to get through tonight. Chris Griffiths, as a home brewer, I've often considered making one for when friends call around if they're driving um, because I don't know of a good one. I've tried Nanny State, but not but non-crafty friends find it too hoppy they serve a purpose and again we're going to be trying nanny state in a while to see uh see what that's like uh, julia chandler said uh, they've come a long way since caliber my dad moans that brew dogs nanny state is too hoppy for his taste um and then rolling glue at has been new boy don't see the point for me when i can have a bottle of something delicious that's less than three percent for example, Buxton's Jacob's Ladder or Siren's Half-Mast. Uh, I can't disagree with those last two beers. They are fantastic. They're, they're stunning, aren't they? Yeah. alcohol beers. But I guess the point of what we were saying was alcohol-free beers. Is yeah. There, is there a point to them? So you still, again, you'd still only be able to have, if you were looking, you know, our, our legal drink drive limits, there'd still be a limit to the amount of Half-Mast or Jacob's Ladder you'd be able to have in your system anyway. Um that, that liquid you were hearing was Steve already pouring water into his glass, which I think probably tastes better than what we just had. Just Yeah, just needed to cleanse all aroma and taste out there. And then just one final comment, Michael Lally from Bushcraft Beer. Um, for, for him, he says it's up there with decaf coffee. Uh, they're for someone, but that someone isn't me. Um, which, <laughs> oh, which I, like that. I like that one, Michael. Which I thought was a great quote. <laughs> so, so that's what people are, are saying on, on Twitter this week. So before we get into to our thoughts about this and having a really good chat about alcohol-free bits, I'm going to crack open uh, the second of our quartet of uh, alcohol-free beers this week. So this is, this is new to the market. This is from St. Peter's, who are based in Suffolk. Um, and this is called simply called without. Um, so and again, coming in at less than zero point zero five percent. Now, instantly, as I'm pouring this out of the bottle, the first thing that we're noticing is it looks more beer-like. It looks like beer. Yeah. Um, so that's um, it's very dark. It's almost a ruby colour. Um, it's got a nice white head to it. Cheers. Cheers. Getting chocolate. <laughs> I, I am. I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting like chocolate and caramel. It's um. That's very sweet. It is very sweet, and I'm. I'm going to go straight out there and say this because the aroma made me think of it straight away. It, it smells like one of those beers that we was talking about last week. When when you get an American IPA, that's that's just got too old, and it's just gone too far, and it's turned into this sticky caramelly. That's really quite surprising. It's, it's, it's very sweet in its flavour. There's there's a lot of caramel and chocolate going on in there. Hardly any bitterness on the finish. No, that. there's very little bitterness, but there's very little hop, hop aroma going on or hop flavour as well. Yeah. It's not very dry. I couldn't see myself, you know, if I was on a low or no alcohol push, presumably I'm driving or some misguided health reason but I've got in my head which I do have sometimes um, I can't see myself drinking many of these it's quite thick isn't it yeah. it's, it's quite filling um, it's certainly an improvement on the first one yes like by a thousand percent yeah I mean it's easily it's still got beer yeah I'm thinking if I was having it as a blind tasting didn't know it was a low alcohol I would be thinking beer yeah 
and it, it it's in St Peter's trademark sort of medicine style bottle that that they they have for people that don't know what we're going on about. Just look up St Peter's Brewery online, and you'll that their their bottles are instantly recognisable. Um, and I'm going to say at this point as well that St Peter's did send us this beer, so there's this week's disclosure. Um, we are grateful for for them sending it to us, and they did send some some press information about it as well, which um, we'll just cover a few of the points that, that I pulled out of the, the information. I'm not sure if you've got anything that, that you did. So um, they, they open up by saying, uh, it's a delicious full-bodied alcohol-free beer that tastes as good as the real thing, which seems to be a major sticking point for the, yeah. the alcohol-free beers. Um, a line in here that I've simply written next to it, really? Which was, it's brewed to the exact same standards as craft owls. Well, what what does that mean? Might I might put the C word in there. I didn't, didn't think there was any need for that. Um, and, th- and then they go on to make a point that normally alcohol-free beers are simply de-alcoholised lagers. Try saying that after a few of more than 0.05% beers. Um... And then in the tasting notes, multi, full-bodied, bursting with flavour, just as you expect from a expect from a finely brewed owl, which I, I can't I can't disagree with that. It's, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of malt. Yeah, it's 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 and it's got a lot of body. It's got a lot of character to it. Um, I mean, for me, is I, I'm not sure this would. I, I don't think the and don't think the purpose here is to convert people to, to alcohol-free beers. But if if I was in a in, in a bar and I was driving and and I felt the need to, to have a beer in my glass um, I wouldn't be too sad about having this like I said it's definitely an improvement on what I have had before uh, I had something in a few months ago when I was out for a pizza just because no, nothing was grabbing me and I thought I'd give it a go and that was just again it was very Bex like very thin very watery in fact it did look like a, a but I almost would have taken the bottle of bud at that point. Um, this one is still, I, I couldn't see myself doing a session in inverted commas on this beer because it is just so malty, so sweet, and that heavy aroma of chocolate would be just a bit too much for me, yeah. who hasn't got a sweet tooth. Um, well, coming, coming back to what they were saying, one of, one of the things which sort of stuck out for me in their notes was about the, um, the, the calories per pint. And I was quite actually quite surprised that you still have quite a substantial amount of calories per pint, yeah. Despite the almost complete lack of alcohol, I mean, they say here that, for example, 153 calories per pint of of their beer without um, versus what is one of my particular favourite beers, um, at a bar, Adams Ghost Ship at 216. Um, I would have to have a very good reason to sacrifice that. 60 odd calories <laughs> to swap the without to the Adam's go ship if I'm yeah. being absolutely honest um, and perhaps a more uh, a better comparison would have been comparing it to other low alcohol beers or no alcohol options that people get in pubs yeah you know um, if I'm at home and I don't want alcohol I'll probably make a cup of tea or I might have a soft drink or a squash the chances are I'm not going to say I'm going to have a low alcohol a no alcohol drink versus a pint of proper beer anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I did. I was I was expecting the calories to be less. I have to admit, you know, when you think about a, a can of Coke which has X amount of sprinkles of sugar, 
comes in at around about 140 calories for a 330 milliliter can, mm -hmm. then you're not that far off. The Coke will still trump this one, but I was expecting it to be less given that the sugar, I, I thought would have all gone anyway. But yeah, maybe um, this is just a bit of my my, my ignorance as well. Um, something else unusual for St. Peter's is that it looks like they're going to put this in um, 330 milliliter bottles as well. It is available in 330 mils as well, yeah, because they, they sent us a sample of both size right. bottles. Um, that, right. I mean, that's purely aimed at the pub market, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because that's unusual for them yeah. not to use their 500 uh, oldie worldy medicine bottle styles. So that's obviously something that they're taking into consideration. Which do stand out on the shelves as well, don't yeah. they? Those, those 500 mil bottles. Yeah. They do, but in a, in a small fridge, in a pub, then they probably actually take up probably more room because of the width. Mm -hmm. As well, so the three thirty bottles is probably a, probably a good idea, um, and again, if it gives you another option, uh, again, we're all about choice. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a good idea. Like I said, for me, I'm going to struggle to finish my half of the five hundred milliliter bottle because of the sweetness of it. Uh, I'm not very good on really overtly sweet multi beers, unlike say a very sweet, maybe impy stout or something like mm -hmm. that. But um, it's it's. Beat and Bex blew into the ground. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting um, a bit, quite a lot of licorice from it now, on on the nose as it's as, as it's beginning to just warm in the glass, um, and I, I can agree with what you're saying. It's you know a 500 ml bottle of that on your own might be a challenge, um, so I'm quite ple pleased to hear they're putting in 330 ml as yeah. well because that might be a bit easier. Um, coming back to the discussion though, in terms of alcohol-free beers. What, what, what purpose do do they serve now? In 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 kind of apart from the obvious of you, you know if you're driving and and you still want a beer in your glass, um, what why else would people turn towards an alcohol-free beer over some of the very very good beers that are now available on bars up and down the country? Uh, well, for me, it would be one of two reasons. One is the driving. Um, I ended up very unusually for me driving to a couple of things the weekend before last. One of them is a barbecue in South London. And I did take what will be our next beer, the Brewdog Nanny State with me, because I've had that before. I was able to have three or four of those, chilled. I was actually quite happy with those. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was purely because of the driving thing. Um, the other times that I have um, lower or no alcohol beers is uh, before I run a big race. So for those of you who don't know me, running is a very keen pastime. Um, bit of a counterpoint to the, the beer thing. And um, when I'm doing, say, the longer races, the 10Ks and the half marathons, I tend to have a bit of a, bit of a layoff from the booze. And even with some of the 5K races, I'll have a few days off beforehand. But like I said, for me, I'm not a coffee drinker. So tea is my preferred option. And I don't really have fizzy soft drinks at home. So if, I, I like to have the option of a beer even if it's not a beer in the terms of the alcohol content. So for me, there is a place for them. So I'm very much in that 54%. Mm -hmm. So they do serve a purpose. Plus, when you're in a pub, sometimes you don't want to stand. When you do order a Coke, you get a glass of ice and you get a bit of colouring. At least if you have a bottle of um, low alcohol or alcohol-free beer, you still get a beer. Yeah, like yeah. From the bottle or in a glass. They don't think, I'll pump it straight from the siphon, which costs them pence and a glass of ice with it. So... Uh, there are reasons for having it. Um, it wouldn't be my go-to option, 
but I am interested to see how what you think of the next ones coming up, especially the nanny state, because I know that you've had many Brewdog beers, not yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the nanny state, actually. I mean, it's interesting to hear a lot of people in, in, in the comments this week saying they think it's too hoppy or people think it's too hoppy. Um, but I, I suppose you need to ask the question of why somebody that's normally, let's say, a Foster's drinker, why would you suddenly switch them to something brewed by no. Brewdog as a no-alcohol option? You'd switch them to your to, Bex Blue. It'd be your Bex Blue or you'd go for it in between for something like Foster's yeah. Radler. Yeah. That, that would be your, your stepping stone. You wouldn't suddenly say, if they were a, a regular Foster's Carlin drinker, here you're like this, because mm -hmm. I imagine they'll give you the same reaction as if you give them a punk. Yeah, absolutely. Bitter and hoppy. It's, it's too hoppy, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll, we'll work our way towards that. We've still got a little bit of the, the, the St. Peter's without to, to finish. Um, while we're just finishing that off, let's um, let's have a quick chat about what we've been up to uh, this week. So, um, mate, what's what's been your highlights of the last week or so? Um, okay, there's a, a couple of highlights. Um, Essex Bottle Share last week, which for those of you who, who don't know, a group of us, a group of like-minded individuals are drawn together to share beer in a local hostelry in Chelmsford. And um, last week wasn't a highlight just because Steve wasn't there. Um, it was because um, Justin, the random bloke on Twitter, brought one of the most stunning beers I've ever tried. Um, it was a 16.2% beauty which I rated at four and a half on untapped and it was from brewery um, and it was there. This is where I'm going to struggle or maybe a bit of dodgy pronunciation, which I assume is part of the course anyway. Justin, Justin will love that. Yeah, it's, it's Curve, uh, C-U-I-V-R-E, bourbon barrel aged. My note on untapped said Justin killed off the bottle share. <laughs> Fantastic beer, Christmas cake in a glass. Thank you and good night. And that was it. That was the last beer of the bottle share yeah. that night. It was a, an absolutely divine beer. And while you knew it was boozy, there was no way you could tell it was 16.2%. Mm. So thank you, Justin, for uh, providing that particular highlight. Um, a few of the other beers I tried uh, recently, another couple were from the Essex Bottle Share. 10 Fiddy by Oscar Blues. Very nice. It was black, oily, tar-like, sweet molasses. So tasty that was. And um, another one, which was the Sylph from Deciduous Brewing Company. Um, one of our friends been to America recently. And this I think this is one of the ones that came back with him or we'd had from a previous visit. Mosaic dry hopped. So, that, you know, that, that was a good start. A little, bit, a little bit funky on the finish. Bangs of light carbonation. Aroma and freezy flavours all the way through. It was delicious, that mm. was. Um, and I, I revisited... Uh, Cloudwater's version 5 recently. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. A little bit just to go back to what we were talking about last week, Steve, when we were talking mm -hmm. about freshness. Um, obviously, the V5 came out a little while ago and it came out in the recent Manchester beer box with uh, 6 and 7. And um, I actually, although I rated it the same points, I my comments seemed to suggest that I found it a bit more rounded this time after a bit of time in the bottle. I think I found the same because, like yourself, I got that along with the, the 6 and the 7. So I, I did them vertically and yeah, it had, the flavours were still there. Everything was still there about it because for, for me, I, I really preferred five as opposed to four. 
um, but everything had just softened and it just mellowed out and it had just it had turned into a into a really nice beer. Yeah, and um, it was almost starting to put me in mind of what they'd achieved with Freeze Company. To yeah. be honest, with the softness and the roundness and just the general well balance of the mm. beer. Uh, and lastly, I was at what is a bit of an annual family pilgrimage where my parents joined me at the Chapel Beer Festival at the East Anglia Railway Museum in uh, Deeper Suffolk. Um, they, 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 I set myself a bit of a challenge this time. I actually only went for beers I'd had before, <laughs> um, which at a Canberra Cast Beer Festival on the last day, I actually found to be a challenge for two reasons. One, because you do have the inevitable they are starting to run out. Yeah. And B, because where Chapel is, my untapped didn't work. So I was having to use other people's untapped and see if them as a friend, they could see whether I'd had it or not. Um, but I managed it um, and had some very nice beers, which I knew, I knew what I was expecting. So that made a bit of a change for me. Um, a, a, a throwaway comment from my dad, who regularly drinks at Weatherspoons, was, why is the beer so flat? Um, but maybe that's something we'll come back to okay. another day so about much beer festivals. For your dad at uh, that point. <laughs> I thought you might like that one, Steve. What, what about you? Oh well, strap yourselves in. Um, I I was in uh, Leeds for a week, um, and I also did two sessions uh, at the Leeds International Beer Festival uh, as well. So. Um, before we get to the beer festival, there's just just a few things I want to mention. So um, I finally got round to trying Live Dead Pony Club um, in in Brewdog in Leeds, and I just don't get it. Why would you want that over the the normal Dead Pony Club? It just felt like a fairly pointless beer to me. Um, it, it looks good aesthetically. Your picture. It did look like it, it was a good-looking pint. Yeah. So if you were using it for advertising and marketing purposes, it would have looked really good. But it just, it just didn't taste of it anything just better. Lacked the kick that you get from yeah. dead dead there's, pony. There's club. nothing refreshing yeah. about it. Yeah. Whereas you have a dead pony, and it's very refreshing. Yes. Um. I I did almost run between the two brew dogs in in Leeds though because. Uh, Shuffle Dog had the still had an Omnipolo tap takeover on up there, and they, they had five Omnipolo beers. So, I, so I wandered up there for um, a, a flight of the beers, and one of the beers called Cassius, which was a uh, a Citra Palau. Um I literally laughed to myself the entire time I was drinking it. It was that good. I, I've never had a beer that 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 has tasted so good all the did way did through. you give that one a five i did give that a five it, it was just incredible it's just so drinkable um all the other beers i had on the flight were good as well but then i finished with a beer from against the grain called night rider or Gnight rider um which was a red wine barrel aged black owl and, and was just incredible it was just like oh, all these dark fruit flavors coming through and it slightly sour edge to it as well from where it had been in the barrel but just finished so dark and it oh it was lovely that that was a that was a really good one uh, as well um and then on to the the leeds international beer festival where uh, i've got to say uh part of me was th th there's a slight bit of disappointment because it would seem that most of the breweries were saving the big beers that they had advertised for the weekend sessions so for the friday night the saturday and the saturday night 
So I suppose in direct contrast to what were you saying about the camera festivals, by the time you get to the end of the festival, there's no beer left. Yeah. This was breweries specifically holding beers back because they knew the weekend crowd was coming in. Um, even so, uh, some of the standout beers, and there were a lot of, of standout beers. Um, Stranic by, by Northern Monk, which is their big impy stout. Uh, that went down an absolute treat. Uh, there was there was a trio of new Buxton beers, peach and lime IPA, mango tangerine IPA, and lemon meringue pie ice ice cream pie beer. Another collab with Omnipolo, all doing exactly what they said on the tin in terms of their flavours. Um, Cloudwater's barrel aged autumn fruit custard porter was simply stunning. It, it was like a a, a slice of. Um, dark fruits pie with custard poured over it just incredible uh, and then one that seems to have divided a lot of opinion uh, is Pieces of Watt by Wylam which was a west coast uh, parallel um, which I thought was absolutely stunning um, however there was quite a few people on, on, on Twitter over the weekend that disagreed with me oh. uh, and then it would seem that Wylam disagreed with their pe those people's views and a little bit of an argument ensued which started on untapped and boiled over into Twitter and then everybody loved each other after about an hour. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Leeds International Beer Festival, again, much the same as Indie Man. Just the venue that it's held in is just stunning. It's in, it's in the old Leeds Town Hall. You can either go, even go downstairs into what used to be the cells where they used to hold prisoners before they brought them up to the courtroom that's in the Town Hall. It's just a really incredible venue. Nice laid back feel. Didn't feel overcrowded. Didn't feel like there were too many people in there. Uh, good selection of bars. Well spread out. Um, for me, it was I because I, I got early bird tickets, seven quid a ticket. It was fourteen quid. Very well spent to to get into that. That's festival. very good value. Yeah, especially for some of the beer. That included the glass, presumably. That included glass. Yeah, of for that's, each session. Yeah, that's, that's very good as well. Um, but just a big shout out to to a few people that that I met while I was up there. So. Um, met the guys behind the Mash Tun and Meow blog. Um, met the bearded one. Uh, again, always seems to pop up at these things. Uh, a big shout out to the Leeds Massive that, that they know who they are. Um, it was nice to spend time with those guys enjoying the beers. And, and I finally got to meet the legend that is Baron Gammon as, as well. Um, we, we were having a good chat about pictures. And, if I'd known that, you could have taken the box, the empty <laughs> I could box. Have done, yeah, I could have taken the box. You could have so, taken the prize's prize. Yeah, it's been it's been quite the beery week. It has uh, been a beery week th this week. So I'm I'm actually not too disappointed that we're doing alcohol free beers tonight. Nice segue into the next beer. Yeah. There. So uh, so what, what what is the next one? We're so, in the uh, nanny state. Nanny state. Um, yeah, straight away as soon as I've capped the lid. I'm I'm getting that brewdog aroma. Yeah, you, you you know the one. It's it's big. It's hoppy. Looking forward to giving this a try. So this is uh, brewdog nanny state, alcohol free hoppy owl, 0.5 percent uh, again. So um, cheers. Cheers. Ah uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve Steve's face is telling a thousand a thousand words at the moment. Uh, while, he, while he's grimacing, um, I said, I've had this many times before. Um, I think they did. A, they actually did an Imperial Mild version of this once as well. Is where, uh, the, I've definitely had a mild. Um, but I, I, I said, I actually don't mind this at all, but it could well be because I've had it enough times as well. But you have to admit, the way it looks and on the nose, 
It's definitely beer. It's it's definitely beer. The moment it lets itself down is the minute it hits your mouth. Um, it's it's thin. There's there's no real body or character to it. It it tastes like it reminds me of of, of times when I was a small lad, and and I'd walked into the room after my mum had sprayed hair lacquer, and I'd got some in my mouth, and it it was just like ah, 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 ah. it's just it's. I don't. I don't like it. It's. It's just not nice. Oh, we're, we're we're divided on this one. I, I said I think it's all right. I know what you say, but I don't think I don't think any of these beers will ever be anything but thin. Um, and I think the reason St. Peter's had a bit more of a thick mouthfeel was is because of a bit of a malt bomb. Um, but I, I could drink. I can. I said I drank three the other Saturday. I don't. I don't. I don't think I could. I'm going to struggle to get through my half of a three thirty mil. Oh. So minutes ago, Steve was happy we were doing low alcohol. I think he's changed his mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm beginning. I'm beginning to wish we had some. We had some booze this some week. Some beer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's 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 do this week's news, mate. Um. <laughs> distract yourself. Yeah. Distract myself. Hopefully, get through the beer. Uh. Completely flipping this week's show on the head and doing uh, doing the news towards the end rather than at the beginning. So, uh, I've got a couple of things to start off with, and I know you've got a few things that you want to throw in as well. So, uh, today. Uh, wasn't uh, an announcement from the official site, but um, news from Richard Burhouse uh, from Magic Rock saying that in the next month they're planning to brew a new double IPA, which is quite exciting. Um, he did in the same tweet also um, specified that it wouldn't be called a dipper and that it is a double IPA. Um, uh, so look out for that one I'm certainly already very excited about what might be coming there um, and the other thing and unless you've had your head buried in, in the sand in this last week you can't have helped notice but uh, a new beer has appeared in Spoons um, 6 point resin double IPA 9.2% now available for £2.99 um, I certainly ran to Weatherspoons um, in the week to, to get my hands on some of that and it's tasting incredible. Okay, what was it like? It's, Does it compare to any other double IPAs we're familiar with? It's typical American double IPA, so it's a bit more caramel to it. It's a bit okay. more, a bit more a bit dank. A bit, bit more dank, yeah. It's certainly not suffering from being old. Um, I think the best before on it was June 2017, so if we're assuming they've put 12 months on that, it's only two or three months old. No, that's so not bad. That's, that's not too bad. Uh, but definitely worth £2.99 and, and of your hard-earned cash. Okay. But they won't take my camera 50p voucher for that, will they? <laughs> I bet they won't. And you can't. It's not available with any of their meals <laughs> But it is available as part of their craft beer takeaway shop. Ah, that's interesting. In some spoons. Okay. Train beer. That's uh, that. Those are the first two things that I've got. I know, I know you you had one you wanted to, to yeah, chat about. Yeah, uh, a couple of things. One is um, they're you know, Colchester is a good place where I live uh, for beer. Very traditional, good pubs. Uh, we haven't had too much too crafty yet. Um, however, uh, it appear this has been rectified. A coffee and beer place, uh, which isn't necessarily that unusual, is opening or has just opened in Colchester. It's called Two Brews. Um, I, I've spoken to the guys. I'm hoping to get down there as soon as possible. Um, and I'll let you guys know a bit more. But good luck to them in this endeavour. I certainly hope it succeeds. And I shall become a patron. We'll have to, uh, have to send you out to do your first field interview. There, there is that possibility. <laughs> I will try not to drink all the beers first. Yes. 
And uh, we, we had a shout out from uh, someone who's listened to the Beer O'Clock Show and has started listening to opinions and who Steve and I both met, David Martin. And um, he's involved in the running of the Milton Keynes Beer Festival. Uh, it's called Concrete Pint. For anyone who's familiar with Milton Keynes, there is a lot of concrete sort of in the centre where the shopping shopping centre is. Um, hence the little play on words there. It's at what used to be the old bus station. So it's very close to the mainline train station, which has connections to numerous places up, up and down the country. And you have coaches going to and from Milton Keynes and all the buses in the Milton Keynes area as far as where you go through the centre. So very accessible to get to. Uh, they've got a couple of themes this year. The main one being um, focus on Harriet Watt trained brewers. They will also have a key keg beer wall. And they're hoping to get some beer from Brew by Numbers, Twisted Barrel, and anything else they can source from Ebria, as they say. And also, friend of the show, and friend of the Beer O'Clock Show, Andy Parker, Elusive Brewing have promised them something special. Ooh. So it, for that alone, it's got to be worth a visit if you're in the area. But it's uh, October the 19th to October the 22nd, the Concrete Pint Beer and Cider Festival in Milton Keynes. Okay, so while we're on uh, and talking about beer festivals, there was a, an announcement there's another beer festival coming your way next month. Um, uh, but the Craft Beer Co. are bringing back Craft 100 uh, next month, which is a beer festival that they normally do at Easter. Um, so quite why they've decided to do it in October as well, I don't know. Um, but they're running it on the same weekend as Indie Man. So anybody that's already committed to Indie Man um, hasn't really got a hope in hell's chance of getting down there to sample any of the beers. And I, I, I just, I can't understand the thinking behind putting a beer festival on the same weekend as Indie Man. I know a lot of people said, oh, well, for those that can't get there, it gives them an alternative. I just, I don't know. It just, I, it just feels like they're trolling Indie Man. Isn't this the same, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they try something similar last year, but with different pricing mechanisms? They did. It was a 50 quid ticket for a four hour session. And that, that didn't Not happen in the end, did it? It didn't happen in the end. Um, because they said there were distribution issues. Right, so this one is no entry fee, no, no, tokens. no tokens. It's basically it's just, just yeah. cash bar. They will just have yeah a lot of different types of beer, even more than they normally have. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is a craft beer company. They have quite a fair range anyway. It is, um, but I, I certainly won't be going because I'm already committed to Indie Man. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to Indie Man as well. And even though I'm not going to Indie Man for the whole you know four days... Um, to do two such big beer festivals in a short space of time is probably outside both my yeah. my liver range and my wallet. Yeah, and I just, I mean, most people that I chat to in, in beery circles are going to Indie Man as well. So um, if we do have a listener out there that's not going to Indie Man and is going to the Craft 100 Beer Festival, um, let us know if it was any good and, and, and what the beers Yeah, please do. Like. Probably be lesser than from Essex, bearing in mind that Greater Anger are running no trains. That's probably true, yes. Uh, they're doing their best to stop all of our drinking during the winter. Uh, and then just finally in this week's news, um, Adnams have launched a Shandy Energy Gel. Um, so this is the Winter Shandy Gel, is the first alcoholic energy gel on the market they claim, and contains around 24% of the Southwold-based brewery's popular malty owl, Ghost Ship. Um, so, uh, been manufactured by fitness consultant and sports nutrition specialist Talk, and it's being launched at the Cycle Show at the NEC on the 22nd of September. Um, 
what do you think about this as a that you mentioned earlier as as, as a as a prime athlete? Um, Adnams launching shandy flavored energy gel. Is that the sort of flavor that you want when you're training? No, I mean I I have used energy gels in the past for both training and competing, more so on the half marathons, but. Again, maybe it's because of my lack of a sweet tooth, but I'm always going for ones which are fairly neutral. And anything which had any really strong flavour, I've never really been a massive fan of. Um, but I have to admit, curiosity would probably get the better of me, and I would be very tempted to find out what an Adnams energy gel does taste like. And also, a little read up a little bit about the science about it. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if there's anyone from Runners World listening. You can start. You can start doing an, you know, an alcohol free and an alcohol gel page for me. There you go. Uh, which brings us nicely on to, to our final alcohol free beer, which is Erdinger alcohol fry. Um, so this is again, it's uh, less than zero point five percent alcohol. Um, I do believe this is a wheat beer. Let's assume it probably has wheat tendencies to it because it's Erdinger. Yes. Um, Interestingly, though, the bold claim on Erdinger's website is that this has isotonic properties. And on the label. Yes. It actually says it on the label. So you can get Erdinger or Lucasaid. Yeah, and I believe Erdinger did used to sponsor the German triathlon team uh, as well. So uh, this is our last beer uh, of the evening. Um, Alcohol fry. Widely available in most supermarkets. Cheers. It's the fizziest one so far. It is. Um, I wouldn't be to drink that while running, though. I'm not sure you'd want it at the end, either. It's very fizzy. Yeah, that would be a bit too yeah. gassy for me. But it's definitely got wheaty tendencies to it. It, it has. Um, I, just, I'm, I just need to explore this isotonic claim. Um, on, on the website... It, it, oh, it, sorry, I thought you meant you were going to go for a run. Oh, oh yeah, I'm just going to get, do a lap and after drinking all this alcohol-free beer. Um, so isotonic drinks have the same so-called osm- osmotic pressure as human blood, i.e. they have the same concentration of dissolved particles. As a result, the concentration of, t- of such drinks does not first need to be compensated by the body, and the ingredients can be in- absorbed immediately and into the bloodstream. So what they're saying is, is that, that you can get this into you quickly. So basically, well, what is one of the main things about isotonic drinks is the ability to rehydrate quickly. Yeah. Rather than just rather than it being an energy drink, which gives you your glucose and your sugars. So I would say with this one, um, I would still struggle with with it being so fizzy, gassy. I would struggle to drink a lot of it to replenish uh, lost fluids. I think I would prefer to just drink water or a still isotonic drink myself. Yeah. Um, but the flavour itself as an actual beer probably the best of the four it's it's, it's got a light flavour to it it's yeah. a light sweet there's some some hints of some floral notes on, on, on the back uh, of the mouth um, but like you say that, that fizziness just does does kind of cut through everything but I, I'd probably agree actually from from the four we've had if, if I had to choose one that I was going to have a session on so, so I'm the designated driver what am I going to drink that's not coke I would probably go for the Erdinger. Yeah, I, I, uh, the ones we've tried, that's probably where I would pitch myself as well. It is reminding me of beer. Um, wheat, wheat beers I do find traditionally fairly gassy yeah. anyway. And there is, there is a, you know, 
an element of that with them anyway. So you'd be used to it if you like wheat beers. It's got a nice aroma. It's it's light. It's refreshing. I mean, we've had it out of the fridge now for about half an hour, so it's probably warmed up maybe just even a little bit too much, maybe yeah, a bit possibly. colder. But yeah, this would probably be out of the four, my favourite so far. Yeah, same here, quite quite easily, I, I think. Um, okay, so while we're just finishing this off, um, what, what blogs have you got for us this week, mate? Okay, uh, a few ones have caught my eye. Uh, two of them actually do, again, go back the, to freshness, and people did actually retweet a few uh, blog postings in relation to our discussion last week about freshness. And again, we always like the things to carry on. So as soon as we've recorded, or as soon as you guys have heard the show, that doesn't mean we want it to stop. So please keep them going, because it's all of these were new things that I was reading. So two in particular came out. Uh, one was from a guy we've met a few times, Gary, from up north, under the uh, blog name The Ale Trail. Headlined, Are You Guilty of Crimes Against Beer? Uh, basically, the point of this one was, um, again, there are certain beers which should drink fresh, do not age. Uh, you know, if you've bought something like a double IPA and it's a six, seven, eight percent, the chances are you were supposed to drink that sooner rather than later. You get bottled on dates. He's mentioned a few in there, one or two which we've forgotten. Uh, the Colonel to be are one of the ones who do put bottled on dates on their labels and do always say drink fresh on the bulk of their beers as well. So a very good piece, linked in nicely. So we'll put a link to that one in the show notes. Um, thanks, Gary, for retweeting that one because I'd missed that one before. Uh, an interesting one which was uh, retweeted by um, Roland at Has Been Boy. Uh, you know, someone we've met, very much uh, one of the coffee guys who drinks beer. And um, and, it, and he, he, he does a small podcast on a weekly basis with, with one of his uh, friends. He retweeted one about, it was entitled, Engineering an IPA that lasts. This was from Bivana, which is a, a blog that I'm not familiar with myself, but the point of the blog was people, brewers brewing, knowing what a beer would taste like at different stages after it had been bottled. So, for example, 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, certain hops would fall away, the other hops would come to the fore. Mm -hmm. It would taste different to your fresh beer, but it would be just a different beer rather than a bad beer. Again, we'll put a link into that one, but that one did that one did appeal to me because I hadn't thought about it in those terms about developing your, your beer, developing as it goes on, even though it may be a American IPA, for example, yeah, rather than one of our impy stouts or barley wines that we all mm -hmm. appreciate the aging process. And lastly, um, going to get a bit dodgy on the pronunciation here, but the pub curmudgeon. Uh, whose uh, tagline is a jaundiced view of life from the darkest recess of the saloon bar um, some younger listeners may need to have an explanation of saloon bar you'll just have to look that up because I'm not going to explain it now um, decline of the swift half um, basically uh, saying about the amount of people who now don't regularly go to the pub for that quick pint or the quick pint or two maybe on your way home or at a lunch time or just when you've got a few moments, it almost feels like it's uh, frowned upon and you have to write off the rest of your life for that day if you've had a few drinks um, and you just do it as a big thing at the end of the week and a big thing with your mates rather than just maybe popping into your local and being that regular kind of person, your pub regular. 
only a you know a short blog but very interesting so we'll put a link in for that one and i think there's possibly scope on that one so uh, it's, it's worth a bit of thought that one because i think steve we could we could talk about that one again because i'm very much guilty of not having a swift half or a swift pint yeah i think i am as well i my walk from the station takes me past two pubs directly um one of which i would never consider going in but the other does have a decent range of beer but but for reasons that i will say for another day um i, I tend not to frequent the the, the the bar so yeah that, that was the, that was the blogs that let out for me this uh this okay. week okay um, and they will be, as you say, linked through in, in this evening's show notes, as always, so you can go through and, and have a read of those, and as Martin says, let us know what you think of those. Um, so, who's won this week's prize this prize? Right, well, there's uh, four uh, possibles this week, and I'm, uh, you're in it, Steve. Oh, really? You have made... Get in. You have made the four. Woo! So, um, the, the four, there's one for Northern Beer Geek, uh, picked her up against a very nice red brick wall with a Northern Monk Lask and a beer entitled Disco Forklift Truck, which is very colourful. Um, Gregor J um, has got the Rule of Thirds India Pale Ale, which is the collaboration between Siren, Magic Rock and Beavertown. Um, but he's managed to capture the green very well without all the light shining back, which I, I'm quite impressed with. Against, uh, it looks like dusk. Okay. Um, that's quite a nice one. Um, one from Sharona at Left Hand Brewing. She's just lined up deeper V4, deeper V6, both poured out into very nice looking Mother Kelly's glasses on a window ledge. Lovely. And finally, Steve. Get in, thank you. You have got <laughs> a picture of a bar with a lot of taps. I have no idea which one it is now. Oh, that's... um. You can't include that. That's the, that's Cigar City. That's promoting last week's show. Oh, I wasn't going to choose. I wasn't going to choose you anyway. To be fair. God damn it! I did like the picture. So uh, no, the the winner is Gregor J for his uh, picture of Rule of Thirds, which I will tweet later on. So congratulations! A big box of nothing will be making its way to you, unless of course you're also going to bump into Steve, in which case he'll hand deliver it to you. Congratulations, Gregor, on, on, on winning our second great big box of nothing. Um, so my glass of the Erdinger has uh, evaporated. Um, I think that probably goes to show how much I enjoyed that one uh, over the other three. Um, I don't think we need to revisit the fact that out of the four that we've tried tonight, that, that's probably easiest, the easy, easily the best. It's, um, I think the thing for me though, is it's welcoming to see that we, we're now getting a bit more of a range of alcohol free beers to choose from and that we're not finding ourselves in the position where we have to encounter Bex Blue as our one and only drink uh, of the evening. Um, well, yeah, I'd agree with that because I mean, my from what I've been told before about Calibre, which I think uh, one someone tweeted about earlier, um, that that. Bex doesn't seem to have moved on at all from that range of beers. No, it, it um, seems very much stuck there, yeah. At least the next three beers we did try were all different to each other, yeah. different to Bex. They're still not beer, as we know it, um, but there is at least efforts being made to give yeah. you an alternative if you do want a no-alcohol beer 
for whatever reason, and there could be a multitude of reasons, I just happened to name two earlier, um, I would say that although I have drunk a uh, Pettitive Nanny State in the past, my favourite would, would be the Erdinger. Yep, uh, agreed. Um, so folks, um, get out there, try, try some alcohol-free beers, and, and let's know, let us know what you think of them. Um, make sure to look out for the opinions polls every Sunday night to get involved in our discussions. We'll be talking more opinions soon, and in the meantime, you can find us at Beer O'Clock Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find me on Untapped at Beer Show Steve. Uh, Martin, just remind the folks where they can find you. Uh, Untapped, Instagram, and uh, Twitter under Beer is the Answer, and you will find my beery musings. Okay, and we're pleased to say that Opinions are still able to bring you discounts from Owls by Mail, Beer Merchants, eBeer, and Hot Burns and Black. Check out beeroclockshow.co.uk backslash discounts for more details. So, this is where we should be finishing the show, but we've, we've got a little bonus to, to throw in right now. Um, if Martin and I have planned things right, um, the next beer that we're about to enjoy should be both of our elite badges on untapped, which means that we've both hit 2,500 unique check-ins. I can hear the cry of all the listeners of you pair of absolute wankers. Um, but we're going to just, just finish off this evening's show with uh, quite a special beer that Martin's bought for us to enjoy. So, mate, what is it we're finishing off with? Yeah, okay. Well, obviously, after four uh, no alcohol beers, uh, what we've gone for here is the Fuller's 170th Anniversary Celebration Ale, bottle condition golden ale brewed with orange peel. Lovely. I can, you, you've poured it the other side of the table. I can smell the aroma from here. It's um, smelling very, very good, and I'm really looking forward to digging into this. So, cheers. Cheers. It's like a fruity barley wine. It is. It's it's exactly a fruity barley wine, and after the, the, the four previous drinks that we've this done is, tonight... This will last about three minutes. The, uh, the, the alcohol, the slight alcohol burn in the background is very much welcoming. Yeah, so it's... Bit, uh, Unlike those barley wines, it's all about the dark food.